25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Hour two of the show off and running. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Local. Face-to-face, one-on-one. That's how you deal with your Farm Bureau insurance, and that's the way it ought to be everywhere. It's not that way everywhere, though. It's the way it is with Farm Bureau. And around the clock, Not just when I'm on the air, but around the clock, kind of 24-7, early mornings, late nights, streaming, uploading, podcasting, (laughs) Instagramming, what what else? You get the point. Around the clock, I stay connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, a great Mississippi company. They are customer-inspired. Check them out, cspire.com. They have this new plan, the no bull plan. You know, bull there's a lot of it out there in the wireless world. But C Spire thinks that you deserve a plan that's actually what it says. So here's the real deal. The best plan for one or two lines. $45 each with auto pay and paperless billing. No bull. It's the real deal. No bull plan. Check it out. C Spire. Dot com. That's cspire.com. All right, y'all can be a part of the show. I appreciate your text, too, in hour one. Um, there's a couple here, though, I wanted to get to that I didn't get to. Quirk, you texted me and you said the whole story behind the Mike Gundy speech, the I'm a man, I'm 40. You said that's actually a pretty crazy story. I would love to know some details on that. You know, I always kind of just got the gist of it. And that was Coach going to bat for his player. And there had been a, what, a, a player gets benched. And, you know, there was this rumor that, what, he was going to transfer because he was, what, scared to compete or something like that. I, I always took it at just kind of very face value. And even when it happened, I, I didn't have necessarily like this big emotional reaction to the Mike Gundy thing. Like it was a big deal. I've seen coaches you know, behind closed doors when the public never did get to see it, go off on media members for something they wrote or something they said that wasn't true. I will say, though, you know, if you're a coach and you got a local media person who prints something or publishes something like that that isn't true, you have a right to go get them. Um, in my radio career, I've had times where coaches came and got me. They were like, hey, man, that's not true. And then, you know, usually the conversation goes, well, 
you know, this is what I heard and this is where I got it from. And they're like, well, here's what you need to know. And so, you know, they have the right to do that. I wasn't necessarily surprised that a coach would just uh, tear into a guy. But if there is more to it, I'd like to kind of go back and research it just to know. Coffee Norman on the Country Pleasing text line at 885-ESPN-885. ESPN. He says, Matt, Coastal Carolina Chanticleers is right up there with the UC Irvine Anteaters. <laughs> we need more creative mascots. Uh, Coffee Norman, do you remember some of the ones that used to be in the old Gulf South Conference with Delta State? You remember that? Um I don't know that all those teams are together. I, I've kind of lost touch with, um, you know, some of those over the year. But, like, let me see if I could pull up a few just out of memory. There were uh, – and most of them were in Arkansas. If you remember, like, maybe not football, but they in the Gulf South Conference, you had a lot of the smaller schools in Arkansas that played softball in the Gulf South or basketball. And you had, like – Arkansas, Monticello, and what were they? Were they the Honey Bears? <laughs> I just know at one point you had a team in Arkansas in the Gulf South Conference, and I really do think that their mascot was they were the Honey Bears. And you had one in Arkansas, no kidding, they were the Mule Riders. That was it. Mule Riders. There was all kinds of weird stuff back there in some of those schools. You have to look it up, or I would. I don't remember all. I just, I do remember some of it. Hey, I wanted to bring this up too. Um, I'll do so by checking in with Beaver. Howdy, Beaver. Hey there, Matt Wyatt. Hi. You a big fan of pizza? I do enjoy it. Ronnie on Facebook said, substitute pepperoni with country-pleasing sausage on homemade pizza. How's that strike you? Uh, I won't buy it. I'm not a big... Sausage isn't one of my toppings on uh, pizza. Okay. What is your go-to? You're hungry. You are craving pizza. You go to your favorite place, whatever, call it in, whatever that is. What's the go-to order? I think the last time I had it, I just went with a pepperoni, mushroom, and black olives. Black olives. Love it. Huge fan of olives. Okay, so pepperoni, mushroom, yeah, mushroom, and black olives. That is a winner. You know, I'm not a big pepperoni guy. What about Canadian bacon? Love it. Okay. Love it. You know what Canadian bacon is? It's ham. It's ham. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring the Canadians into this for ham. Don't give them the credit. <laughs> it's just ham. That's what it is. You ever had pizza with pineapple on it? Ugh. Yeah. It, that doesn't fit. You don't like it? Huh. I don't. Not a fan. Okay. Bully Bill on the Country Pleasing text line says, I'm anti-pineapple on pizza, but I'm sausage, peppers, mushrooms pizza guy. Seriously considered Country Pleasing pineapple pizza, though. <laughs> I did try to read that as fast as I could just for fun. 
I'm an anti-pineapple on pizza, but I'm a sausage, peppers, and mushrooms pizza guy. Seriously, consider country pleasing pineapple pizza, though. <laughs> oh, I'm so easily entertained or bored, one or the other. Um, <clears throat> thanks, Bully Bill. Beaver, what about like these um, unique ones that like are chicken and barbecue? They those they can be okay. The problem is when they want to replace if you want to replace the sauce with a barbecue sauce mm -hmm. a lot of people just love to just toss let's throw barbecue sauce all yeah it gets it's it gets a little much mm -hmm. it's a little strong mm -hmm. um there's a place you know it's several you can find it different places in mississippi um i think it originated in the delta lost pizza company mm -hmm. do y'all have one in the metro in that area yeah yeah, I got one in, uh, well, there's one Ridgeland right around the corner from the station. And okay. There's one in Brandon, actually, right around the corner from my house. Okay. And I know they have one in Starkville. Uh, there's one here in Tupelo. There's another one opening here in Tupelo. And they're smart, Beaver. Listen to what they did. So they opened the Lost Pizza in Tupelo, not far from where uh, I live. It's on a pretty busy street uh, called Gloucester Street. But it's in a little strip mall, but it's right across from like Outback Steakhouse and the places where people are traveling all the time. It's in a really good spot is what I'm saying. But they are opening a new one in a brand new little kind of like just two businesses side by side right at the entrance and therefore the exit as well to the biggest youth baseball and softball complex in Tupelo. <laughs> and they're putting it right there. Well, you see it going in and you see it coming out. They're going to do a ton of business. Um, but at Lost Pizza, they have one that's called, y'all look it up. It's called the Otis, and they have another one that's called the Lucille. They gave them names, right? Like they're blues related. Y'all know what I'm saying. But the Otis and the Lucille, I can't remember which one of those it is. Both of them had a lot of meat, but one of them is like a chicken barbecue pizza, and it is. Oh, that's not, the Lucille. That's the Lucille. Okay, so you're familiar. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah, and it. The, and the Otis is just an ungodly amount of meat. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what else about right. Lost Pizza, Matt. All right. Have you ever gotten anything there besides pizza? I have gotten the Yardbird sandwich, which is like a chicken with white barbecue sauce sandwich. And I've gotten spaghetti and meatballs there that is very good. And I've gotten a ton of chicken wings there. What about you? I have had their wings. Their wings are really good. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you my go-to at Lost Pizza. It's not even pizza. It's my number one choice. Rotel chicken spaghetti. Oh, really? I did not know they had chicken spaghetti. Mm -hmm. And it's good. Man, how, also, how good is chicken year, spaghetti just like oh, overall? I, I love chicken spaghetti. It's probably one of my favorite dishes ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what else Lost Pizza has. And I, f I just found this one out last football season. All right. I go to Lost Pizza. And uh, me and me and Jake, we had just got done with uh, our little Saturday morning show, Saturday morning tailgate. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not super hungry. So uh, I went with um, Granny and Carla Danger. Mm -hmm. I went up there to eat with them. I'm like, well, I'm not going to get like a, a pizza or anything. So I'll just, I'll just get some nachos. Ha, <laughs> ha. Matt, they bring out the nachos. Good Lord, man. I I ate 
on those nachos <laughs> until I was full. And I said, hey, let me get a to-go box, please. <laughs> I got a to-go box, and I, I'm not exaggerating. After I had already eaten what I wanted, the to-go box probably weighed at least three pounds. Really? Yeah. So they loaded you up. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what? what's amazing, too? Um, like, people say that that's an American thing, and the rest of the world makes fun of us because of our portions of food in America. But that's become kind of part of this thing is the feeling, the good feeling you leave with when you take food home with you. And restaurants know that, and that's why I think they're so happy to first load you up with with a big portion of certain things, and they're so happy to help you go home with it because they know if you go home with food, you're going to feel good about it, and you're probably coming back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I thought you were going to say tamales. Did you know that they have very good tamales at Lost Pizza? I have had their tamales. Because, oh, maybe you can help me with this then, Matt. All right. That is one thing I stay in search of is a good tamale. Because in my entire life, you know who has made the best tamales I've ever had? I know who you're going to say. Absolutely who, know who you're going to say. Who that? Roger. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, they were so good. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I stay on the search for good tamales, just like barbecue. Yeah. And I can't, I can find neither. <laughs> Man, I didn't get to eat a lot of the food that Roger fixed, but he, he gave me something one time. I walked in his office there, you know, 10 feet from where you are right now, Beaver. And he goes, here, try this. And he puts this plate down in front of me and it had something he had fixed at home and brought it. And it was like deer meat wrapped in bacon with two or three different kinds of vegetables in there and like stuck through with a, um, a toothpick. And I ate it and I thought, man, this guy can cook. <laughs> it was really good. <clears throat> uh, male person, Scott, Jason, Zach, True Maroon, Tyler, I'm coming to all y'all's texts. I promise you hang in there with me first. I'm going to Chris on the Divinity Equipment phone line. What's up, Chris? What's up, man? Hey, Yo. um. Do y'all like, do, do either one of y'all like onions? Love them. Red onions. Yes. What about you, Beaver? No, thank you. Okay. See there, that wouldn't work. What I was going to tell you was, is I always get a ham, pineapple, and red onion pizza. Uh-huh. And the red onion, the acid of the red onion cut some of the sweet off the pineapple, and it is amazing. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Hey, and, uh, I've had, you know, pizza that had both on it, and I, I know what you're talking about. It's good. Man, you, y'all about choked me up just then talking about Roger. I was thinking about him earlier. Yeah, I miss him. Everybody does. We miss him. Yeah. Maybe maybe Matt can bring himself to getting to some of those drops with his voice on it. I miss hearing his voice, man. Yeah. But, um. Beaver and Chris were having a discussion earlier, and I didn't get a chance to call in, so I was going to ask your opinion, Matt. Okay. Chris was saying Will, probably right behind Dak, is the second most beloved bulldog of all time. Hmm. Will Clark. Well, I would say, yeah, and I mean, I understand Will's up there, but I would say that um, for whatever this is worth, you know, um, 
Joel and and Brian had a poll and had this thing where everybody on Twitter, all the Bulldog fans on Twitter voted. Yeah. And it come down to Mangum and Dak. And Mangum actually gave him a really good run for his money. Mm. Now, I don't know if that's recency bias, but I just have a feeling that everybody embraced both of those because of who they were and they they basically were Mississippi State. Yeah, and that's really interesting, Chris, you, because recency is the key in that whole thing you just brought up. Is you know if you're going if you're going historical in a big broad space, and if you were to poll instead of a couple thousand, if you were to you know if you were to poll twenty thousand, right, which is still a small portion of your fan base, if you were to poll twenty thousand of all age groups, including a lot of your older fan base. Now you're you're now you're talking about Will Clark, I, I think. But any any kind of you know recency, if we go two thousand votes or so and we do it on Twitter, I think you're exactly right. It's Dak and it's Jake. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting, well, though. If we were to go, if we were to go know, all think... time, it's hard to say all time because you know if we had done this, if we had, if you had done it thirty years ago, then people would be voting for like Rocky Felker and Jackie Sherrill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. But what I'm going to say is this: is that I understand what you're saying, but I think that this was more on the lines of the last, the last ones where there was, you know, all the big ones in it. Hmm. Um, I think that it was seven or eight thousand people each time, if not more. I think the last one had like fifteen or sixteen thousand people. That well, and and now you're but, you're talking about a a huge sample size, who are, and and what probably just just barely what le- barely less than half of them voting for Jake Mangum. Yeah, I mean it was like I think it was um, sixty three to. Whatever there's left. Really? You know, so, but sixty-three percent for Dak. Actually, I think it was more like fifty-eight for Dak because wow. I think that Bingham made a big comeback again. But let's let me ask you this: If you think about it for a minute, yes, Will and Rafi were great, but Jake told them that neither one of them's ever done. He's been to more College World Series than any other Bulldog in history. Mm. And, I mean, you know, everybody can say that, but, I mean, we don't know what Jake's going to have as a pro career. No. But we weren't talking about pro careers. You're talking about the, the greatest right. Bulldogs. Yeah. And they started with 64 and went all the way down. Fred Smoot give, Fred Smoot give Dak a run for his money, but then he was the closest one besides Jake. Fred mm-hmm. got like 60 to 30, I mean 70 to 30. Yeah. Everybody else just got blew out the water by that. Well, and that's it. I, I mean, Jake, the teams, Jake could have done all the exact same stuff he did individually. But if it had been in a different context, in other words, if he had done it on teams who weren't as good, if he'd done the same thing, even if he had become the SEC all-time hit leader on teams that didn't go to the College World Series, then we wouldn't be having this discussion, Chris. But because he was he was the leader and the major cog of teams that were constantly going to Omaha, right, and hosting in the postseason that everybody got to experience, 
and he became the SEC all-time hits leader, and it was during an era where the sport of college baseball now has more coverage than it's ever had on television and otherwise. All those things contribute, and I think, you know, at first I was like surprised that somebody would come close that close to Dak, but given the baseball history at State, I guess I'm really not surprised. That it's Dak and it's Jake. That's cool, though. That's very cool. Well, one last thing. Let me let me add one last. All thing. right, gotta go. Gotta go quick. Okay, so Jake had how many coaches and how many coaches did Will and Rafi have? Yeah, That's they had the one. Thing. That's right. That's right. He had. Y'all one. have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. And see ya. See ya. Thanks, Chris. That's right. He had three head coaches, right? Four. Dad Gummy had four. I forgot about that. Mangum played for Cohen. Canizero, uh, Henderson, and then uh, Lamonis. Lord of mercy. That's another kind of record or something, I guess. Wow. Scott on the Country Pleasing text line said, Soul Shine, chicken, bacon, and barbecue. It's to die for. <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, excuse me, getting all choked up here talking about pizza. Uh, for those that don't know, Scott's talking about Soul Shine Pizza. Zach, you said, did it used to be called Lost Dog Pizza? Yeah, Lost Pizza. I think you're right. I think it was Lost Dog. It may still be. Uh, the original one, I'm under the impression the first one was in the Delta. Like where? Over in Cleveland or somewhere? I think it's in Cleveland, maybe. And I think maybe the first one was Lost Dog Pizza. have to look it up and see, but I think you're right about that. More text, True Maroon, Tyler, Mail Person, Jason, Chris. I'm coming to y'all next in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. If you want to sleep better, I have um, something I would highly recommend to you, and that is get a mattress from Nest and Wild. It's a great Mississippi company, 100% American-made mattresses, nestandwild.com. You can go order it. These are Mississippi people. I know them. You can go order it. It'll show up on your doorstep in three to five days. You have up to 99 nights to sleep on it while you make a decision if you want to keep it or not. Uh, even like a portion of the sale of every mattress goes toward Jason Mott's Cancer Research Foundation. So there's, there's just all kinds of reasons that you need to get one. But what I'm telling you is we have one and, and the homecoming queen and I sleep better than we have in years and it's because of this mattress. It is high-quality stuff, 12 inches thick. Every mattress they have is 12 inches thick. Nestandwild.com. Nestandwild.com. Use code BULLY20 for a 20% discount and get a free mattress pad with it. B-U-L-L-Y-2-0. It's BULLY20. I highly recommend it. We were talking about Will Clark. Uh, just real quick. On this day, June the 15th, 2002, June the 15th, 2002, Rafael Palmero of the Texas Rangers reached his 1,000th career extra base hit 
He had a double in the fifth inning in a game against the Astros. And Palmero became the 25th major leaguer to reach that mark. A thousand extra base hits in his career. It happened for Rafi on this day in 2002. How about this? Chomp, chomp. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. It's uh, the man with Gator in the front of his name, Gator Greg. What's up, Greg? This is why great to hear you hear your voice. I'm hearing your in uh, Wyattville, as I call it, Starkville, and I had to chime in. Uh, Coach Leach inspired me. I saw that picture of him uh, at uh, one of the establishments eating some crawfish, so I had to try that when I was up there close. Very excellent job there. A couple of things I want to ask you, Mr. Wyatt, we want to chime in, and then maybe the next time you have the homecoming queen on the show, ask, we need to ask her. My question to her is, do you snore better? Yeah, I know you sleep better. <laughs> well, and I don't know if you heard me, but this true story, last week, one day, she, she did. She told me that because I had gone to sleep, and it was one of those deals where I went to bed early, Greg, and I didn't remember her coming in the room. I didn't remember. We have two little dogs that sleep in there, and I didn't remember them. Nothing. I wake up, and the next day, she said, you were sleeping so hard. She said, you not only were snoring, you were making all kinds of weird noises. <laughs> <laughs> We've been listening to you so long. I didn't think I remember one time her talking about how you slept. So I know I'm definitely going to have to get some of those mattresses. Because uh, my friend Matt Wise, uh, he sleeps better. <laughs> Let's talk about SEC Media Days this year. It's going to be different. I understand it's going to be virtual. How does that impact your coverage there? You know, I've, we've seen you over there. We were over there mm-hmm. last year uh, together and have been in the past. And then, uh, a little bit about the, the, these COVID uh, cases striking some of the college teams. I saw Iowa had 10 players. I've seen uh, what Ole Miss has had. They set up to maybe, what, 12, 13 players. They had an additional two. Uh, you know, uh, Alabama having some players. I think maybe LSU's had some players. And and, and, and you, from the broadcast perspective, Mr. White, and you and maybe you, Neil Price, your access to these guys during the season, how – I know this stuff is going to be changing. This is going to be a new normal. Just, just tell me how it's going to impact you. We'll hang up, or we'll listen to you hang up. Beaver's doing a great job. We love the Matt Wyatt Show. Let's give this guy a radio Emmy. He's the best host on uh, on uh, uh, the uh, 105, the 104, 105.9 in Jackson. Let's give him a raise, too. You guys have a great show. Appreciate it. You know, I mean, if anybody today deserves applause, I think it's Greg. Bragging on me and bragging on Beaver. Appreciate that very much. Uh, Media days. Greg, I'm okay with it. I'm totally okay with digital content for in substitution of media days. None of us wanted to to go. And if they held it, every one of us, we feel kind of obligated to try to go to media days. Yet, nobody, even in July, even a month from now, none of us would be certain that it's a good idea to go, but we would all feel obligated to go if they'd have us. And so it's just the right thing to do. I don't mind it. And we're still going to get to hear from players and coaches. They'll just do it on the SEC network. They will do it digitally. uh, And we'll get that. And so what? I mean, like media days is a fun event. It's what it's turned into. It's not a necessary event, but the new normal 
things will change, Greg. We will not have the same access to players and coaches. Not this year. Um, I doubt it that we will have press conferences in person where the room is full of media members asking the coach a question and him standing at the podium. I doubt very seriously we have those. If we do have them, I bet they will look different. There will be a limit on the number of people that can be in the room. Uh, they will not use small media rooms or team meeting rooms. Some places like Ole Miss has their media day every Monday during football season. The head coach comes into the podium and it's in the team meeting room. The same chairs that the team sits in for their team meeting would be where the media are sitting. They're not going to do that. It's unnecessary. They'll have to do it somewhere else if they do it. And they're going to have to do it in a big room where they spread them all out. And there will be no passing around the same microphone to every media member so that they can ask a question into the microphone. Not going to do any of that. Here's a, here's a biggie, Greg. This is a guarantee. I know this for a fact. Post-game, uh, after the ball game in September, in October, in November, is going to be totally different. There won't be access one-on-one, -on -one, face-to-face in the same room for coaches and players with hordes of media, TV and reporters and stuff. It ain't happening. They will not do it. When the game is over, my guess is whatever media is there and however they are seated in the press box, when the game is over, they will all stay where they are. My guess is that it'll be some variation of they will stay where they are the coach or players, they will get questions submitted to them and somebody who is on staff probably collects those answers or broadcasts those answers into the press box so that they can be recorded by the media that way. But there will be no face-to-face post-game interviews. That ain't happening this year. Why? Because it's a luxury. It's not necessary. You know, and you go, well, the sports itself is not necessary. Well, let's debate that. A lot of these schools going out of business if they don't play football. Well, Matt, this is life and death. I know. I'm just, you know, you told me a fact. I told you one. A lot of these schools are going out of business. They don't have football revenue. Quote me on that. So that's, you're exactly right, Greg. Those things are going to be different. All right. Let's get caught up over here on the country, please, and text line 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. True Maroon says um, they shut the Mazios da down by my house in Flowood to open up, he says, a dumb lost pizza. See, I like we like lost pizza around here, True Maroon. You call them dumb, we like it. I've had it. Beaver and I both like it. So you're outnumbered. I don't, But I don't know what Mazios is or was. Tyler said, hidden gem at Lost Pizza is the garlic cheese loaf. Mmm. Sounds good. Mad male person said, what happened to Roger? Uh, male person, Roger passed away in mid-March. 
we were on spring break here in the state of Mississippi. It was the same week that the SEC men's basketball tournament was supposed to be happening and starting like on that Wednesday or Thursday. Of course, it did start, but uh, that middle of that week in the middle of March, spring break week, week, SEC tournament week, I was visiting family in Alabama. Um, It was Wednesday morning of that week when Jake called me to tell me the news that overnight Roger had passed away. And so we've, um, you know, been without him ever since. And we, a lot of us won't ever get over it. Jason in Flagstaff says, yeah, I miss Roger and his Phil Collins Genesis stuff. <laughs> he could do it now. He could get on some things and go to town for sure. Outlaw country and Roger would be uh, pointing his finger at me. He, he, he always was happy. He'd always laugh at everything. Good, bad, indifferent. He smiled and laughed. That's one of the things I loved about him. Great sense of humor. He'd even fake laugh if he just felt like he needed to. <laughs> but he'd be pointing at me right now laughing in a good way because he was early on the coronavirus thing. And I used to, before it became a big deal, I picked on him. I said, man, you're blowing that out of proportion. You and this coronavirus thing, you have black helicopters, you freaking out. Well, it turns out, turns out Roger, he was on to something. Miss him. Miss him big time. And that has nothing to do with work. I just miss talking to him. I'm going to see him again one of these days. What about you? Y'all stick around. pizza <laughs> I hadn't had a piece of pizza in months <clears throat> probably have to go back to like December or January the last time I had a piece of pizza man I got you got, got me wanting some talking about all this pizza more on that in a bit I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio Farm Bureau go with the home team Beaver Ever since I started standing up for the entire radio show, my voice gets weaker and weaker as the show goes on. And by the time we get to this last segment, it, it's much weaker and like not as full. And, and I'm not sick. There's nothing wrong with me. When I was sitting down for the entire two hours, that never happened. And now, since I started standing up, it happens every time. Now, what do we chalk that up to? Your endurance. Meaning my lack of? Is that what you're saying? My lack of endurance? (laughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) I guess it's what it is. You know, and and I have another theory. I think standing up talking, you're, you're naturally, your heart's pumping a little faster. Because you're standing up, 
and therefore it pumps a little faster. Therefore you have slightly more energy and adrenaline in everything that you say. You don't think it's that coffee you drink a hundred pounds hey, a day? That could be <laughs> it. Hey, get off my back about my coffee there. JB, <laughs> <clears throat> Dr. Brojo, what's happening, sir? Not much, brother. How are you today? I'm peachy. Hey, I'm going to play. I'm going to see if you can pass a test that Beaver passed earlier in the show. Oh Lord. He's way smarter than I am. Well, yeah, but that's not uh, this. I don't know if this is necessarily smart. This is just, did you pay attention? Cause you're old enough to have seen this a bunch. All right. Okay. The note that I had was that on this day, June the 15th, 2007, was Bob Barker's final appearance on The Price is Right. Okay? You know, Bob Barker, right? Brojo with the long... Grew up with him. Yeah. With Grew the, up with him. The long, skinny microphone. Yep. Um, he's, he, he's, he could be termed a, a cult hero of the day. No doubt. Cult hero. And then became even more famous later in Billy Madison, but we won't go there. You know, that whole <laughs> the fist fight with Adam Sandler with Billy Madison. Wait a minute, was it Billy Madison? No, it was Happy Gilmore. No, it was Happy, Happy Gilmore. That's yeah. it. Happy Gilmore yeah. is who he got in a rolling fist fight with on a golf course. Anyway, uh, so Price is Right. Uh, it has never been the same since Bob Barker left. I don't know that I've watched a single full episode of. The Price is Right since Drew Carey took over. I actually watched some during this uh, quarantine. I bet you did because you're healing up. Yeah, man. For but, those uh, listening and don't know, this is Dr. Brojo on the radio right here. This is JB. And he had some surgery. Can we tell him or do we not? What do you want? Oh, to- no, man. Uh, my hip is all out for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had uh, L5 and S1 fused together in 07, and that started loosening up and i had severe spinal stenosis in l2 through l5 and mm. so they went in there and put two titanium rods three titanium disc spacers and 12 screws in my back mm-hmm. no metal detectors for you no not at all and i'm not even sure i can get around a magnet <laughs> although that would be fun to see <laughs> uh, but at a different time anyway so you had time as you healed to watch a little tv okay so you watch some prices right then what is the name of this game? Can you name that game? Beaver nailed it when I played him the song earlier. Uh, I, 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 the only thing that comes to me right now is the Swedish Yodlers. Yeah, I, right. That's the Swedish Yodlers. Yeah. But I, I have no idea what game that goes for. All right. This is from... My favorite all-time Price is Right game. And Tell me. W- and well, let's just see you here. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're just going right. to keep an eye real quick. we got a few more minutes. We're going to keep an eye on the country, please, and text line and see if somebody texts me the answer. And if they, if they don't, I'll give you the answer. But okay. uh, that's my favorite. The country, please, and text line, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. Chris from Macon said that Jake Mangum played for four head coaches at uh, Mississippi State, that is correct. Um, yes, Zach, you're right. The first lost pizza was in Indianola. I think I did have it wrong. Gage, so the, the original was in Indianola. They changed the name a few years later because it did begin as Lost Dog Pizza. Red Rebel said, uh, didn't catch the name of the mattress you're promoting. Can you please say it again? Yes, it is Nest and Wild. 
Nest, N-E-S-T, and wild, like wild animals, like W-I-L-D, Nest and Wild. Okay, go to nestandwild.com. And again, like I told you, like I know them. Okay, so it's people here. Everything on that mattress and base is 100% American made. And, um, <clears throat> you know, you have you, you buy it online. It ships quickly. Every size mattress is 12 inches thick. You know, a lot of the ones we have now are 8, 10. It's really good stuff, and we're sleeping great. And you can get a big discount. Use, I know this is odd for you, Red Rebel, but use code BULLY20, B-U-L-L-Y-2-0, you get 20% off, and you get a free pillow top mattress pad as well. And let me know how it goes. I, I think you'll really like it. It'll be a cliffhanger. Bingo! He got it! Squez. He was Squez said Plinko. That's not it, but Plinko's a great game. Buzzard92 said Matterhorn. Nope. Ready Teddy got the correct answer. We're talking cliffhanger. They had this game where, like, you had to guess the price of something and then the the little yodeler thing would climb the mountain for every price you know every cent that you were off and you didn't want him falling off the cliff and they would play this song as long as he was marching up the mountain and you're like he's getting closer to the cliff no and then over the edge he went and you lost and you did not win a new car. So that's that's the way it all <laughs> that's the way it all worked. All right. Um hey, as promised, we got one more to do. 100 teams in 100 days countdown. Today is 82 days away from September the 5th. Let's do team number 82. It's the final countdown. 100 teams. 100 days. The countdown is presented by Matt Anderson Properties, a member of National Land Realty. Call Matt Anderson at 408-5155. That's 408-5155. All right. So team number 82 on the countdown of 100 teams, 100 days. That would be Rutgers from the Big Ten. Okay, and um, being in the Big Ten, Rutgers is only going to play three non-conference games. So they play nine conference games, plus they have one non-conference in a Power Five, and that is versus Syracuse. And the other non-conferences are Monmouth and on the road at Temple. It's a really good schedule when you consider it. Uh, they'll, they'll travel this year to Ohio State, to Purdue, to Maryland, to Michigan State. They'll host Michigan this year. Um, not a bad schedule. They'll host Penn State in the season finale. That's Rutgers. Rutgers, they are the Scarlet Knights. Anybody got any idea what a Scarlet Knight is? All right. Uh, their mascot is Henry the Scarlet Knight. Is Henry. Henry... Henry wasn't always the face of Rutgers University, though. When the university was known as Queens College, teams were referred to as Queensmen. That's kind of ironic, isn't it? Starting in 1925, you could um, you could find, how about this, 
A Chanticleer, otherwise known as a rooster, on the sidelines of football games, officially serving as a school mascot. Now, we've already talked about Chanticleers and learned that they're roosters because two teams earlier that we did in the first hour, team number 84 was Coastal Carolina in the countdown. They are the Chanticleers. They switched it, though, in 1955. Picked a knight, Henry. I don't know how he got his name. Oh, Sir Henry. Okay, a scarlet knight. Why? And what? I mean, it, they picked a knight, and their their school colors happen to be scarlet, so therefore they're a scarlet knight. That's what we got, folks. That's what I got for you right there. <laughs> okay, that's what I've got. Uh, one other thing I want to send you into the weekend with this. Hey, uh, JB, what do you think about this? Talk to me. Report. An alternate reading of the Mayan calendar suggests the end of the world is next week. <laughs> I have seen that. <laughs> well. Just make sure you're prayed and fessed up, man. You'll be good. Right. Prayed and fessed. There's some of us that if it ends next week, I'm okay. I'm all right with it. I'm good to go. I'm good to go, man. We'll see Roger. What waits on the other side? I can't wait. Bring it on. That's all I'm saying. All right. For Beaver, for JB, I'm Matt. See y'all tomorrow in the Farm Bureau studio. S